50% of the time, it works every time. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I drink your milkshake. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cinefleck. I am your host, Ethan Colburn. Welcome back. Welcome to episode 62, a uh, very special episode um, for possibly my favorite Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I brought um, Christian and Todd both back. Christian has previously done Boogie Nights with me, and Todd came on for Dazed and Confused, which I had a great time with both of those. Um... I have an announcement. I'm going to have to take a pause on the podcast for a little while. I've, uh, I've, as many of you guys have noticed, I used to put these out on Mondays and I've been procrastinating editing. Um, I, I'm going to be moving to Boston shortly. And so it's, uh, I, I've just got a lot of packing to do for that. I've got a lot of traveling. Um, and then also I am going to the Cannes Film Festival in July. So I definitely hope to be doing something for the podcast on that, uh, probably with Paige, just sort of on my, on our experience there and, uh, how that, how that all went. I'm super, super excited to go. So I hope to be back sometime in July, but for now we will be on hiatus. Uh, I would normally plug my Patreon here, but, uh, I will be putting the Patreon on hold as well, but you're welcome to leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, that always really helps. Um, plus I'd just like to see what you guys think and everything. Um, other than that, we've, we, we drank whiskey sours this episode, which I, I will have up on my social media. I will have a recipe up for that, uh, shortly. Um, enjoy the episode. Uh, I mean, these episodes, these episodes aren't very, aren't, um, aren't super topical. And so it'll give you the chance if you have not already to go back and listen to some of our old episodes. So I hope, I hope you guys end up doing that. Uh, I always appreciate hearing from people that listen to stuff months later and have some thoughts on something that I said. Uh, um, but yeah, so, so I will, I will announce on social media when I'm coming back, but, uh, for, without further ado, let me throw you into this week's episode. Enjoy. All right, Christian, Todd, welcome back to the podcast, both of you. Hey man, what's going on, brother? <laughs> I was waiting for Todd to talk. I was waiting for Todd to talk. What's up, you goddamn fucking hippies? How's it going? <laughs> you fucking hippies. I, I was I was having all this like issues with my Zoom prior to this, and I was going, "Come on, man, you're embarrassing yourself in front of all the fucking goddamn people." <laughs> oh man, but, uh, yeah, this thing's actually so quotable. I haven't seen it in like I. I haven't seen it maybe in like a year and I was, I watched it again. I'm just like, damn, this is fucking, this is awesome. Like I'm just laughing throughout this whole fucking thing. Like it's like, it's so fucking funny actually. <laughs> totally. Totally. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I usually, I usually don't pick movies this recent, but um, well, what were each of your like first experiences with this, with this film? Did, did, did you guys both seen it in theaters? I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh. Uh, Todd, no. you know, you go, yeah, you go first, you go first. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, man. So, yeah, I saw the theater the like the first night. So, you know, like the Thursday before. So this was before I was getting all that 
all the groovy screeners and shit like that. So yeah, I made sure to go see it that first night. And I wasn't feeling that good, but then I, I tried to cancel my ticket and they wouldn't cancel it. So I ended up going and ended up being pretty cool because I, I got home, wrote a letterbox review for it. And yeah, it's one of the, my more popular reviews that, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was my first experience with it. I saw it at theater open at night, log that sucker. And that's, that's it, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Christian? Uh, yeah, well, I remember seeing it. It was probably, yeah, the day it came out, probably on the Friday, and it was like midday, like four o'clock showing. And I went, I remember, like, it was a pack because it's, it's a Tarantino movie. And, like, yeah. he's probably one of the, him along with, like, Christopher Nolan is, like, if they make a movie, like, everyone's fucking going to see it. He's, like, it's one of those, like, last big directors. And honestly, man, like, I, like, it was probably one of the best theater experiences, like, especially towards the end when he, like, Tarantino does Tarantino and pops off. It does his violent thing all the way at the end. I remember just the theater like going insane. Like when when the last like third of the movie happens. And like I haven't heard the movie like I haven't I haven't heard a movie reaction that loud since like going to see Wolf of Wall Street. Like I, I like missed pieces of dialogue because people were laughing and yelling. They were like, oh yeah. shit. Oh shit. Yeah. Just yeah, but I remember at first I wasn't I wasn't huge on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but like the more t- the more I watch it, the more I absolutely love it because it's definitely like his most mature movie to date. Like it's basically just telling the story about this washed up actor and just going through the motions of Hollywood, and then and then at the end he finally does his big like Tarantino violent thing. But yeah, it was seeing in the theater was amazing. Just being with a crowd, it was great. I really miss it. Yeah, still miss it, miss it out on theaters here in Canada, which is sad. So. <laughs> Seriously, no, I just I went do. to go see A Quiet Place yesterday, and that was that was an amazing. Well, part two, but but um, that yeah. that was like an amazing that 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 was a great one to go back to. Todd, you were saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I went today to see Cruella. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Cruella. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was cool. But man, like the theater's still dead in my area. Oh still yeah, dead. yeah, but yeah, it's not it's not it's not what it it'll it'll come back as we get into summer for sure. We get the Marvel movies and everything um yeah my my first time seeing this was was also opening opening weekend i don't think it was opening night it was probably opening weekend but i I took the train up to san francisco to go to one of those alamo draft houses oh and um and they showed it in in 70 millimeter like packed packed house and everything um and they like serve alcohol at your seats which is great but that's that that's that that was really the showing where i fell in love with whiskey sours because um, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they were serving whiskey sours with the movie. Did they, like, did they come oh, up to you and like and like crack the egg? And, and <laughs> I wish. Crap? <laughs> yeah, I, no, yeah, I, I, yeah, I read up on whiskey sours. I'm like, I used to order them at like college bars. I'm like, and then I looked up the recipe. I'm just like, that's not how you make it at all. At a college bar, they just pour some gross like syrup into it and oh, give yeah. me some whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, this is how it's really made. I, I looked up the recipe. I'm like, oh, I, I've been gypped my whole life. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say if I have one go-to drink, it's it's the whiskey sour, and it's probably because of this movie, honestly. But uh, mm-hmm. no, I mean it it it, it was really fun because it was in it was one of the only theaters that was showing it in seventy millimeter, and then and then just I mean just having that sort of red herring of the Sharon Tate murder just hanging over your head the whole time, only only. Mm-hmm. For every everything to be flipped i mean just like you're describing like the theater went insane and it was just it, yeah. it, it was one of my like all-time theatrical experiences just watching yeah that for sure 
and yeah, it's, especially it's different oh, yeah. on rewatches. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's just it's oh yeah, it's different on rewatches because you because you're not you're not nervous the whole time. So you have a very different experience on it on a rewatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing it and just because you have in the back of your head like this is like a big true crime story that he's like borrowing from. Like yeah, and then so like when you get into that third act, you don't really know how it's gonna play out, and then you see like his alternate version of it and you're just like oh okay <laughs> like this is how he's gonna take it but like you were you weren't really sure like how he was gonna handle the material and all that stuff which is yeah uh, yeah obviously you gotta like keep it tasteful and he did a pretty good job i think because he basically did the same thing he does in inglorious bastards he just did his little tweak on it you know <laughs> totally totally yeah uh you know tarantino he failed history class he had to because <laughs> I'm gonna make, yeah. make up my own shit. Yeah, yeah, he didn't quite get what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing that I pointed out was sometimes we romanticize the wrong people mm-hmm. if we if we look at like historical films. But in this movie, we he chose to uh, romanticize uh, Sharon Tate. And oh, absolutely. And that's and that's a great thing because I mean she's almost angelic. I mean she's uh, angelic throughout the whole film. So. Instead of yeah. focusing on, you know, Charles Manson or the other people that were involved, he yeah. chose to, you know, a lot. I mean, though, even though there's not a lot of words spoken by Margaret, but still like the whole like focus of the film is her. Yeah. And, absolutely. And her, yeah. And her like godliness almost. I mean, angelic. Yeah. I mean, she's just beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, she, yeah. She's always glowing when she walks on screen. And yeah, they he shows like Manson once, but like he makes the murderers like look like he makes them a joke, which is the funny thing about it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I part of the criticism when this came out was just how little screen time Margaret Robbie has. But I I always push back just specifically against that, just because I think screen time doesn't equal like importance of character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Darth Vader had like 30 something minutes in all of Star Wars, you know, and he's like the most iconic villain of all time, possibly. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like when, when when you have, I mean, I mean, though, though, though she's not in every scene, like her presence is felt throughout the movie. And uh, I mean, I, 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 I think it's an impressive tribute to just her as a person, but also um, just sort of the the contrast between her and Rick Dalton and the sort of like up and coming and the sort of like on the way out is, is always always interesting as well. Oh, absolutely. Is this, is this, is this either of your favorite Tarantino movies? Uh, I would say, I would say it's getting up there. Like every time I watch it, it, it continues to like go up and up because really it's, if you love like filmmaking and if you love movies, then this is like an orgasm for anyone. This is basically Tarantino going, back and like putting everything on the screen that he grew up with like all the old like 50s westerns like yeah and like the the time period and everything and like there's so many homages in this movie like it's it's crazy like he's just he's basically like projectile vomited everything he loves about cinema on the the screen for this movie yeah totally Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely close to it's definitely close to the top it's an ode to uh hollywood old hollywood old times you know it's nothing commercial about this film mm-hmm. i uh i think yeah i was watching it today and i was like damn this thing holds up very well totally i think the other thing the other thing that the other thing that has in common with both the movies that you guys have done taste and confuse and 
Boogie Nights is a, is a, it's a it's a it's a really like a hangout movie the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to even like for me to pick like a favorite scene because like all these things are happening like at once and like at the same time. Like you'll see what uh, you'll see what Rick is doing like at the studio. Then you'll cut to Cliff driving, uh, cut to Cliff like driving around L.A. and doing his stuff. And then you'll cut to like Sharon Tate doing something. Like it's it's just like a mishmash of stuff going on at the same time. It all blends like well together. Great. Yeah. I'm, I'm with Christian too. Like I probably have a couple favorite scenes, but it definitely all blends together. Really nice. I think, mm -hmm. uh, Sharon Tate, uh, Margaret Robbie watching herself on screen, which was actually Sharon Tate, Margaret yeah. Robbie yeah, watching yeah, totally. Sharon Tate on screen is mm -hmm. one of my favorite scenes. The, uh, scene at the Manson at the little ranch yeah. with, the, with that, Cliff. Yeah. And uh, definitely the the finale, and also um, Rick on the set of what's the Lancer, right? When yeah, Lancer. When he's filming his um, his his very dramatic role as the goon number one, just that whole just <laughs> that heavy. whole setup, yeah, j j just yeah. that whole setup, like talking to the little girl and filming the scenes, and and actually, I think that's actually based on like a actual real life episode. Like uh, like Joe Don Baker or somebody like that actually played that part because that's oh, really? the cool that's the cool thing about this film is you don't really know like what's like or is this somebody that's fake like someone that's made up or is it actually based on a real character like yeah uh, like like Al Pacino I think his uh his guy was fake you know just based on somebody but then uh, the guy that was the the main character on Lancer was the Timothy Oliphant like he's actually like a real life actor that he was playing so. Yeah, I know Tarantino, like, just, like, I mean, basically took the time to, like, map out all of Rick Dalton's career, where he would have been. Um, he filmed, I think, three full episodes of Bounty Law, which, like, need to be seen at some point. Oh, <laughs> I mean, he filmed, so, he filmed so much stuff for this movie. I, I think he's, he's talked about, like, doing a four-hour cut at some point, which I really, yeah. really hope we get to see. I mean... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because yeah, I heard there was a lot cut out. Like, there was, there was some supposedly like a whole section with James Marsden playing Burt Reynolds or something that was totally just cut. Yeah. Because, and then, and, yeah, and then Eli yeah. Roth as the guy that sold the acid soaked cigarette as well. Oh, really? That made, <laughs> that made the cigarettes, I guess. Which oh, I need to see. I see. <laughs> yeah. I looked that up actually. Supposedly that, that, that doesn't check out like it, that would not work. Yeah. It's some other. Let's drug. try it out. Yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> no, yeah, no, I was reading online and someone's like, yeah, like if you lit like because it because it was like you dip the actual cigarette in it, you would probably have to dip the filter to get anything. But they said if you dip the actual cigarette in it, like the fire would probably just burn it up and it would like not have an effect. I was doing some research on that and like some people would be like, Yeah, that's bullshit. You know, I've done acid all my life. <laughs> man, you look like you've done acid all your whole life. Man. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I had heard. Hey, you know that. what? Yeah. It would have been cool yeah. if we could have had a uh, Burt Reynolds in here in this film because he yeah. was originally supposed to be in it. But yeah, he, he was supposed to play dead. the yeah. yeah, the blind uh, George yeah. Spawn uh Spawn character. Yeah, so he dropped dead before you know he could play in it, but I, I think know, he I also think... made some suggestions to, to Tarantino to, uh, I mean, to Brad Pitt with his little scene with uh, Bruce Lee, Bruce <laughs> Lee's character. Yeah. Oh, I, I, you know, people, they had a shit uh, fit with that scene with Bruce Lee. Oh, thinking oh that, yeah, uh, absolutely. Tarantino was, I don't know, mocking him. But I mean, yeah. in my opinion, I think 
uh, Tarantino loves Bruce Lee, and this is just a, his homage to him. I mean, in no yeah. way do I think Tarantino. I mean, there's different ways to represent. Like if you watch like the show Warrior, you know, I mean, that's 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 badass representation there. But here's mm-hmm. just Tarantino just doing his thing. I mean, this is Tarantino. I mean, it's it's not just some dude. It's and that's why I think he just that's why I think he did it the way he did it. And I ain't mm-hmm. got no problem with it, but you know. Yeah, totally. I, yeah, I also like that scene. It's definitely one of the highlights. But uh, I remember like like Bruce Lee's like family came out saying like it was disrespectful. And then like I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan one day. He's like, man, he's like the master of martial arts. How fucking dare he? And all this cr- saying whatever the hell he does on his podcast, all that crap. Yeah. But like, honestly, like it's a really funny scene because he's just like, yeah, I could beat the fuck out of Cassius Clay. And Cliff Booth just laughs at me. He's like, no, you can't. I'll fight you right now. <laughs> I, I, I think the 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 wah, like that was kind of crossing the line but that's what he did in movies so <laughs> i guess it checks out <laughs> yeah i mean i mean for me like i i think like you have to look at this look at this movie through the lens of like how tarantino wants to play wants to portray people like if you're if you're watching this movie and going like oh i guess that's what like Bruce Lee was like as a person like you're getting the wrong message he's, he's not trying to he's not trying to like accurately portray Bruce Lee he's just trying to he's just trying to make a character yeah. and and almost yeah. like show off show off how how impressive Cliff Booth is that he could just beat up Bruce Lee <laughs> yeah on the side he's just yeah just it's just a, a character a, a yeah. character yeah what you say? yeah, yeah character. it's just and yeah, showing how badass Cliff Booth definitely. I mean, Cliff Cliff Booth oh. is he ain't scared of shit, man. He no, he's a great guy. He could he could hold his own. Well, well, he might have murdered his wife though. So yeah, I wanted to, <laughs> I, I wanted to I wanted to ask you guys about this. Do you think that Cliff Booth murdered his wife? Yes. Uh, maybe maybe it was like an a, a, like in the moment like rage thing. Maybe he flinched and the, he hit the hit the trigger and harpooned her off a boat. Maybe it happened. I a hundred percent think he murdered his wife. <laughs> yeah. Well, I he's just, not all that bad. Like Pussycat yeah. tried asked to suck his dick, and he's like, You're underage. That's a no for me. <laughs> I ain't going to jail for no I ain't going time. to jail over no poon tag. No way. <laughs> I I just think I just think Tarantino's the type of guy to have it be ambiguous just because he doesn't want his audience to hate the guy. But he yeah. actually did murder his wife. And Tarantino said, like, he yeah. he knows what happened. He's just not revealing it. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think he smartly didn't reveal it because there would be people that are like, why are we all liking this character that murders his wife? And I, I think he just chose yeah. not to chose to make it ambiguous. Yeah. But I, I think he, I think Tarantino yeah, has sure. it in mind that this guy definitely murdered his wife. Yeah, supposedly that's like based on uh, something that happened with Robert Wagner or something. Natalie like, Wood, yeah. The Natalie yeah, Wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Wood. yeah, he was on a boat and someone, someone, uh, Natalie Wood mysteriously was killed, and everyone think it was thought it was Robert Wagner who killed her or something. Yeah, yeah. He probably, yeah. he probably did, but you know, <laughs> he probably did. Then he went to star in Austin Powers, all three of them. Yeah, he probably <laughs> killed his wife. But yeah, I, I, I could I could definitely see that. I mean, I'd like to think Natalie Wood was less, less naggy, but at least in terms of the am- ambiguity on the boat and everything, yeah. But well, we gotta give uh, Tarantino props for not being canceled. You know, twenty twenty one, and he's still just doing his thing. You know, so he's <laughs> he, he's not afraid of uh, Twitter or cancel culture or anybody. So he's just gonna keep making the movies that he wants to make, and you yeah, know, he'll give you the middle finger if you don't like it. And no, you know, totally. To him. 
and like yeah. and like this man has been like has been made fun of mercilessly for years for having a foot fetish and then just like oh yeah doing it you know he, yeah. doesn't, care. Oh, he doesn't care what you think about yeah i'm waiting for christian to put his foot up right now just, you know. <laughs> the sock is coming off front and center frame <laughs> you don't want to see my toes. No, I was going to ask, do uh, uh, you think this is his horniest foot fetish movie? It might be the top three. <laughs> There's a lot what? of dirty ass feet. <laughs> you know what? I just saw Death Proof and Death Proof. Oh, oh yeah. Licks yeah, someone's Kurt foot. Russell, like, licks it. Yeah, licks yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so that's, oh, yeah. that I would say <laughs> is hornier. Yeah, I would say his number one is, uh, you've seen From Dust Till Dawn, Ethan? I've not. Never? No. No. Okay. Well, Tarantino wrote it, and basically, it's him yeah. and George Clooney. They play brothers, right. and he wrote a scene where Selma Hayek puts her foot in his mouth and pours tequila down her leg and into his mouth. So that's definitely number one. It got cut out though. <laughs> that scene got cut out of the movie. Really? Yeah. It's it's not in the film. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's not. That, it, it got cut out of the final draft. Yeah. But I mean, you like, can't, that, that, yeah. That's what was written. Like, what are what your guys' written. thoughts on Tarantino's foot fetish? I mean, we uh, all have. Yeah, go ahead, Christian. Go yeah, ahead. I mean, you look all, like you. You look like yeah. you got a foot fetish. So, <laughs> honestly, I hate. I hate feet. Like my girlfriend will touch me with her foot, and I'll fucking freak out. <laughs> but people have their kinks. I understand that. Like, I'm not gonna judge what people do behind closed doors. But like, if you make it this obvious for people to see, like, you deserve to be made fun of. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's the thing. Uh, two consenting adults do what you want to do. It's mm-hmm. not my business. As long as you know, of course, it's two. If you talk about adults, it. Yeah. And yeah. I hear it, then I can choose to judge you. If right. you keep it behind closed doors, no one's gonna know. I mean, yeah. this isn't this isn't Army Hammer, and I'm gonna eat you or whatever he got canceled <laughs> for. Yeah, yeah my yeah, God, yeah. that that guy's never gonna act in another uh, mainstream film again. And I was I was such a fan of him too. It's that's a shot to the heart. Speaking of uh, pieces of shit like uh, Roman Polanski, you know, for years, even before all this uh, <laughs> cancel culture and all this bullshit, um. Yeah. Polanski, Woody Allen, those, those are two people. I'm like, fuck those guys. Those guys are, you know, predators or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, totally. that's, just, that's just my, you know, that's my opinion. But I mean, these guys are real creeps that did stuff to kids that, you know, had no business doing that. And, but once again, well, sometimes yeah. we choose to, to romanticize the wrong people. And at least in this mm-hmm. film, I mean, it was, it was funny, like the Steve McQueen scene with, um, when he said that uh, Mar- um, Sharon Tate has a taste, you know, like little 12 year old boys, you know, short little, <laughs> short little dudes, you know, with um, Polanski yeah. and I never stood a chance, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and, and yeah. that's the whole, that's the hilarious part. Cause you know, Steve McQueen's, yeah. you know, Mr. Mr. Cool, Mr. Smooth. I'm a man. I never stood yeah. a chance. He was definitely yeah. like, he's a man. He's like, a, he's a man's man, you know, the quintessential, you yeah. know, badass. you know, got the cigarette in the mouth and just kicking ass. And I don't know if this is true, but I, I heard somewhere that he was supposed to go visit uh, Sharon Tate on the night she died. I don't know if that's just bullshit or just some rumor, but that would have been kind of that would have sucked if he would have been there when the Manson family showed up. Because oh yeah, yeah, he missed Probably out on a lot time. of oh yeah, a lot of great Steve McQueen performances. Um, yeah, who, even, yeah go ahead. Oh yeah, sorry. No, even speaking of Steve McQueen, like uh, the the one thing I really like is when I. Uh, Rick is on set and J- Jim Stacy's like, hell, I heard uh, you were almost up for the part of uh, The Great Escape. And then you see like Leo in it, like acting and stuff. That that scene always like got to me because I you always hear of like this, what these what if castings or whatever, like Will Smith was supposed to be Django and Django Unchained and like yeah. Adam Sandler was supposed to be uh, 
the bear Jew and in, Inglorious Bastards. So like that's that's that a really like good. good Easter egg. Yeah, exactly. I thought it would have done great. That's a really good Easter egg. I really loved. You guys, do you guys like ever think of some dream castings that you've heard of well, and be like uh, that would have been better? Sylvester Stallone was supposed to be Axel Foley and uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Just think back. Oh yeah, that. yeah, that's wow. what I'm doing. That, you know, that would have worked. I mean, it would have brought a very different energy. Just, it, it, uh, no, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess it just wouldn't have been as funny. But, uh, yeah, they, I, I don't think they wanted Eddie Murphy for that movie. Until it happened, it right? Was, yeah, it probably just wasn't yeah. as established as Sylvester Stallone was at that time. Yeah. But, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, who, who, who's your guys' favorite side character in this? Hmm. Todd? Hmm. The, the dog. Cl- oh, yeah, yeah. Brandy. Yeah, Brandy. Brandy's yeah. my bitch, man. That little pit bull. <laughs> Def- Brandy and let's see. Let's think. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Te- uh, well, Tex. I mean, I, I don't Tex. like Tex as a I don't like Tex as a person, but of course. I mean, it was it was a really good actor. That mm-hmm. I also I also thought the 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 girl who gets burnt to a crisp did a really good job. I think her name's like Mickey yeah. Mickey Robinson or some something, but I've seen her in a TV show before, and I thought she did a great job in this. Uh huh. Yeah, she's really like manic. Like she's just like ah, screaming yeah. the top of her legs. Like and the weird. way she's moving is really like. I like, love it. Weird. Yeah. She, <laughs> yeah. Where does uh. So I guess like Squeaky doesn't go to this murder. I guess there was two. Was wasn't there like two murder scenes in the yeah. original? Yeah, because like the Squeaky, yeah. uh, which the Fanning girl, which is is this Ella Fanning? Dakota. Uh, is yeah, this Dakota, Dakota or Ella? Yeah, Dakota. Dakota. Oh, yeah. My bad. I, I get all white girls confused. So or Dakute, right? Or whatever. Yeah. It is. So uh, yeah. so she was you know another one that went to jail because she committed some murders as well. Uh huh. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not gonna lie. Like Fanning, like. She did fucking good in that scene. I was scared shitless of her. Not gonna lie, like everyone's like Tarantino should make a horror movie. He basically made one with this. Like I'm afraid of hippies now. He makes he made hippies like seem so creepy. Like they're walking down the street singing, and then like she won't let him in. That she won't like Cliff in the house. She was she did really good in that scene. I would say that that Very whole ranch is supposed to mirror like the beginning of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Really? Yeah. Like oh, that, that's 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 the kind of vibe that they're going for. So yeah, I mean that. I mean Cliff like walking out, you know, walking out the house. Yeah. All the all the fucking hippies, you know, watching yeah. them. You're like, what's yeah. gonna happen? What's gonna happen? I mean. Yeah. No. I, as soon as he walked in that house, I did not think he was making it out. I thought he was fucking dead when I was in the theater when I first saw it. And then, and then like she kind of just like she says a line and it made me laugh. She was like, "You might have to poke him awake. I just fucked his brains out earlier or whatever." And then I just laughed my ass off. I'm like, I think Cliff is gonna be fine. I mean, we have <laughs> a we have a quentin tarantino movie that's basically two hours without any violence in it two hours mm-hmm. without any gratuitous vi- gratuitous violence so it has yeah. to rely heavy on i guess the dialogue i mean because you have so many like extended scenes leading up to the finales it just I totally, shows how good of a filmmaker he is i totally forgot how long the middle part of this movie was and i mean i yeah. think I, I think going off what you're saying todd just about like not 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 relying on the violence i think i think um I mean, I think it's it's almost it's almost one of the more underrated sides of him that he's able to write such interesting characters that compel you through all this. And that's I think I think I think this is honestly my favorite of his movies just because it's so character driven 
and I love almost everyone in it, or, you know, I hate the people that I'm supposed to hate, but I mean, it, it, it's got the same sort of format as Inglorious Bastards in the way that it's, you know, it's, it's revising this, like this, this, this big, this great injustice in history, but it's almost, Mm -hmm. it's almost more sort of, sort of brought forward by these amazing characters, which I just really appreciate. Yeah, I agree. The first time I saw it, I thought it did like for me when I was sitting in the theater, I'm like, this is fucking dragon. But then like I bought the Blu-ray when it came out and then like I watched it again. And I'm like, this is no, like I thought the whole middle part was dragging for me in the theater. But then I watched it a few more times. I'm like, I'm just waiting for the middle part to come. Like it goes like so much more smoothly. I think the middle part is great because, yeah, I was just. At first, I was just like, yeah, there's a lot of talking when something's going to happen. But like I, now, the more I watch it, the more I really appreciate it. Like the scene when uh, Rick Dalton's on set, he's talking to Trudy, the little girl. And she's all like, she's a good character, too. She's all like, she's like a snooty, like Daniel Day-Lewis type. She's like, I don't, so eat, good. I don't eat lunch because I, <laughs> I don't eat. Yeah, she's like, I don't eat lunch. Like if I have a scene after lunch, because it'll make me sluggish. I need to be 100%. <laughs> like all this crap. Okay. And like, yeah, she's like. And she's like, when I'm on set, like, I don't, I'm only want to be called uh, the name of my character. And like, she, she's just like, she's like a fucking like child star, like Daniel Day-Lewis. She, she's method, like in the moment. It's like, and then she just upstages Rick, like, while he's talking to her. He's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> well, okay. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood might not be my favorite movie of all time, but it mm-hmm. could have my favorite ending of all time. Like the final scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Rick walking up to you know to meet Sharon just like of all because it's so wholesome I guess you know because this tragedy was avoided and this this alternate history of what could have been mm-hmm. and it just it just makes me feel you know all good inside man and I mean how many times do we watch a Tarantino movie and feel all good inside at the end I mean it's true it's always it's true yeah. I mean yeah he uh, Rick- Rick got everything he wanted. Like he just like he at the beginning, he's like, oh, man, I could be one one pool party away from starting in a Roman Polanski movie. And then he just so because this tragedy happened, he gets invited in and he gets well, to meet Sharon Tate and possibly further his career. What, what, what do you okay? So what do you think happens to uh to everybody? You know, like do you think his career's gets better? And Rick Dalton, does he have better does is his career improved after he uh, fire extinguishers or flame flowers, flame you know, you know throwers. What I think? You know, you know, you have to look at, you have to look at. Um, I mean, Taron, like he, he's not based on, a, he's not based on like a real person, but he's ba- he's based on, you know, American actors that went into spaghetti westerns and and such, and sort of yeah. came back to the U.S. So yeah. look at look at Lee Van Cleef, you know, look at look at look at Telly Savalas, look at these actors that went at, that, that went Eastwood. over. I probably wouldn't to Clint but no, because Clint yeah. like still working. But uh, yeah, no, I, I know, but just like yeah, he's no, no, yeah, sure. like made the transition back to America, no problem. Yeah, totally, totally. But I, I probably compare him. I probably compare him to these kind of washed up actors that end up working in Spaghetti Westerns. I mean, look, Lee Van Cleef showed up in Escape from New York. You know, ten years yeah. later, like, like you know, I, I, I he was a great character doing, actor. Yeah, great totally. character. I could see him doing kind and, of character work later on. And really, like this scene when he's when he fucks up his lines, when he starts flubbing his lines during the middle, and like they have to feed him, feed him the scene. Yeah, yeah. Feed him his yeah, lines shows scene. like his limitations. I mean, not Leo's limitations, of course, but you know the actor, the character he's playing, the limitations of hey, mm-hmm. this guy's not the greatest actor ever. But I mean, at least you know he's 
he's like many actors today that maybe can get work on TV, but they're yeah. not, but, but their range, like his range isn't, you know, strong. I mean, cause he's just doing the same role just in different shows after his show gets canceled, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And like, you definitely yeah, even, yeah, even in the standing. beginning. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, even in the beginning, like Al Pacino's like, yeah, you're being cast as the heavy in like all these TV shows, but you end up losing and get beat up at the end. So all these people are seeing is people beat up Jake Cahill's ass. So he's just like, what? Like, do you want to come to Italy and like be a star? Do you want to keep like supporting in these like random bad guy roles where everyone just beats the fuck out of you? And he's just like, that's not going to further your career. It's like, it's just the audience is going to see you as a loser. I like how they, I like how they were able to, uh, with with the when you see these italian films like i've watched a shitload of like italian crime films from the 70s and oh, all yeah. I, I love them. everybody everybody records in their own language so mm-hmm. it's it's hilarious when he gets pissed when he's uh because they because they do like you just they basically just go back and dub your lines like you are you yeah. dub your lines so he's like this yeah. ain't fucking acting you know he's, he's getting all pissed off yeah 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 it's just yeah. you seen the spaghetti westerns they're fucking terrible he's just freaking out no i know i agree like one of my favorite movies of all time is good the bad and the ugly and like that thing has like such a charm to it i know like badly dubbed and like all that crap but like that movie fucking rules and it's it's definitely one of my favorites and like it has a certain charm to it it's like yeah like i can get with this yeah, really, I like I like to compare him to uh, to Henry uh, Silva, who was in a lot of um Italian movies like The Boss and maybe like The Italian Connection. I think I don't mm. know if you guys seen any of those films, but um, yeah, Silva is, is a guy that had a, some success. Went over to Italy, had some success, and you know had a little bit of success here in, in America. Went over, made yeah. some Italian spaghetti westerns or now westerns or gangster films, you know. And yeah. So when totally. I was watching this, I was like, okay, this this could be Silva. You know, or or somebody like that, or you know, we also had to look at this relationship between stuntman and an actor, and then mm-hmm. if if you looked at it that way, you would look at Burt Reynolds and Hal Neiman, who was yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. smoking the bandit, also you know. rad, Ass yes. yeah. send me an angel. <laughs> you ever send see you ever seen rad? Angel. You ever seen rad, Ethan? Rad? Ethan. No, I've not seen that. Dude. Uh, Rad. Yeah, it's based, yeah, oh, yeah. How Needham, Burt Reynolds, stuntman directed bro. it. Like after Smokey the Bandit, it's just like a, oh, awesome. a kid's BMX movie, and it is, it is like cheesy as all hell. He, no it's man, it's, it's like the greatest work <laughs> of cinematic achievement of all time. <laughs> like you need to watch it immediately, and we can mm-hmm. come back and record and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, it's, it's beautiful. We'll go over yeah, it for sure. <laughs> no, yeah, but that's awesome. I definitely agree with you. Ethan Lee Van Cleef is definitely like a good example because I was doing research like this guy like throughout the 50s like like he, he had a bit part in High Noon with Gary Cooper and they just yeah. did like Bonanza the Lone Ranger the Rifleman like all these like TV westerns and then he got he got a few dollars more Sergio Leone then he got the good the bad the ugly and after that he just he just did Italian films because that's oh, where, man, where, where his Christian, success your was. your memory is just beautiful I mean how can you oh, yeah. recite all this <laughs> filmography man I'm, it's I'm called sorry. a cell it's, it's called a cell phone <laughs> can I can I recommend also the big gun down if you guys haven't seen that one I just watched that one yep. it's on my list yeah uh, he's yep. really good in that one I Mm-hmm. I read that I read that Tarantino also um, when he was like location scouting for this, um, he went to Lee Van Cleef's house and saw Lee Van Cleef had has like he's dead he's dead now, but maybe his widow or whoever lives there had a big poster in the driveway, and that's what inspired the one that you see in this movie that Rick Dalton has. It's, it's, yeah, 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, w- I was cracking up. They're like They're showing like all the movies, all the movies he starred in, <laughs> like Nebraska, Nebraska Jim. And then there's a uh, damn. What's the other one? Well, Offer the notes. <laughs> Look <Yeah>. at that. <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive. I'm struggling. Hell yeah. I know. I was just taking notes. So do you? Oh think- yeah, yeah. Nebraska Jim, kill me quick, Ringo said the Gringo. Red blood, red skin. I love, which I love is based kill on the me novel. quick, Ringo said the Gringo. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's definitely. I also love one. the fourteen fists of McCluskey. That's such yeah. a great title. That's just yeah. incredible. Nancy. Now, do we like this movie so much because it's Tarantino, or do we like it because it's got like arguably two of the coolest guys alive and Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio together? You know, as as bros. I mean, maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, I mean, for I mean, sure. It's just like the perfect, I mean, the ultimate like alphas right there. Yeah. I mean, like, well, yeah. Well, honestly, like Brad Pitt is just basically kind of playing himself in this, like just a cool fucking dude. And he deserves it because he does it so fucking well. Hopefully and, does never murders his wife, though. So yeah. <laughs> or ex-wife or yeah, uh, yeah. whatever. Hopefully he gets back with Jennifer Aniston and they live happily ever after. Yeah, I was, I was like, don't you mention Angelina Jolie because they're they're, they're <laughs> yeah. never they're never gonna even they're never yeah. getting back. That's yeah, but even with off. Leo, like this is probably like my favorite performance from Leo is Wolf of Wall Street because that thing like he's fucking dynamite in that. But this is probably a close second. Like he is so oh. good in this. Has he ever played like this much of a douchebag before? I mean, I guess he's a douche in Wolf of Wall Street, but maybe maybe Django, a better, like, Django right? Django, yeah, yeah Django, true. Maybe a better question: Has he ever played someone this dumb? I just feel like every every role you see him in, he has this little kind of twinkle in his eye, like he's the smartest guy in the room. And this one, he's really yeah. just like he's like struggling, he's down and out. You don't he, he yeah. he's always kind of like the good looking guy that's kind of you know that's got that's got that's that's got this great quality. And here he, yeah. he doesn't have many talents. He's not he's not yeah. an especially talented character. In this movie, he's basically just like a big baby, like especially in the big, like, in, the, in the first scene, like when he gets mad about having to do Italian movies, yeah. and he's like, "Come on, man, don't cry." He's like, what? "Don't cry for the Mexicans." I don't care if I cry in public. No one knows who the fuck I am anyway. <laughs> he's just having a big tantrum, <laughs> and then yeah, he's just, uh, yeah, he's just playing like a big baby. It's yeah, just like, like, so what? You go to Italy and do movies. Like, what? What else can you do? Like, no, no one's, no one's gonna hire you. Like, you're just gonna be doing these bit parts. <laughs> He's like one role for being washed up. I mean, he's he's almost yeah, got, he's got one foot out the door. And yeah, you know. I have a, I have a question for you guys actually. Who is like yeah. an actor that you think kind of had the same thing that Rick Dalton had? Like they probably had a big show or a big movie, and then they their star just kind of died out. Michael, like, who would you kind of compare him to? The first that first Michael, yeah, that yeah, 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 Reservoir Dogs. Just kind of. I mean. Honestly, I'm so happy every time Michael Madsen pops up in something and I just wish people would cast yeah. him because I think he's I think he's like insanely compelling even when he's like e- even though he looks washed up now, he's just still I just love seeing him in things. Yeah. Yeah, Tarantino is like the one person who always gives him a bone too. He's oh, totally. Like, oh, like, totally. Yeah, yeah, you you're, Yeah, Madsen like you were in my first movie. I was thinking kind of like I was watching this and um I I don't know if it's like the I was thinking that that guy from Avatar, Sam Worthington, like he's like, oh, this guy's the next big thing, and then like, like no one, like he started like a couple movies, and now he just is in like garbage. Hey, <laughs> like, he's got he's got four more Avatar sequels coming, yeah. Christian. Don't, don't sleep yes, on those. Yes, <laughs> no, I know for sure. But like, yeah, it's like it's like those people like they try to experiment with this one actor. They're like they keep pushing him and stuff. Come on, come on, like him, but like everyone's like, no. <laughs> I got one. I got one. 
Yeah. Uh, Chad Michael Murray. You know. Oh, okay. Uh, from, from House <laughs> okay. of Wax. Okay. House yeah. of Wax. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Chad yeah. Michael Murray from Freaky Friday. That was that was the one that I I was. Used to oh remind. yeah. Yeah, he kept trying to bang uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Classic. Yeah, that was lovely. <laughs> what 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 was each oh, of your favorite characters in this? Well, what well, what well, what 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 was each of your favorite scenes maybe in this movie? Hmm, scenes. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead. Um, I guess at the ranch, the ranch is my I guess my favorite scene. Is the it ranch because of the, the suspense of it all? Yeah, yeah, the suspense, yeah. and then also of course the finale when the Manson family gets to live and fuck beat out of them. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's some glorious violence. And also the final, the final scene when uh, Rick walks up the driveway to hug Sharon Tate. Of course. Yeah. Was- yeah. yeah. My favorite scene, my favorite scene is probably like the whole, the home invasion thing. Cause even like, yeah, the fact like Cliff Booth like spokes that like acid cigarette and then like from the point to where like, him and Tex are having the standoff. He's like, ha like pointing his finger gun at him. And like, by the, that he just beats the living shit out of everyone. Like I was like, I was just like on the floor laughing every time. Like he grabs the girl, just smashes her head off like eight different things. And then like the fireplace, I'm just like, I'm just like quivering to my seat. I'm like, Ooh, like it's so crazy. And just when like Rick is on set, I love all that. I love when he t- he's talking to Trudy. She's a good character. I love like when he fucks up the scene and like they're just like, I'm fucking this whole thing up. Can we play it back? And the the camera rotates around. Fucking Jim Stacy has to do his line again. And even like his whole his whole freak out in the trailer is gold. Like he's just like, yeah. you're a goddamn alcoholic. You have to you have to drink fucking eight whiskey showers. You could have drank three, but no, you're an alcoholic. And he looks at the mirror. He's like, if you fucking mess up these lines, I'm gonna blow your fucking brains all over your fucking pool. And like, <laughs> it's just such gold, man. Like like Leo so kills funny. it. He absolutely yeah. kills it. Yeah, <laughs> I I think. No, no, I love that. I love that end scene. I mean, it just reminds me, like, I mean, I think the reason, like, Brad, Brad Pitt's comedic instincts are just fantastic in that. Like, yeah. there's almost an alternate world where, like, coming out of, like, the Thelma and Louise stuff, he sort of ends mm-hmm. up in, like, you know, just dumb 90s comedies. Like, he, he could, yeah. he, he, can, he can totally hold down a comedy. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's, he's just a, ser- a good enough serious actor to star in these other things. Yeah, but. he's fucking funny. Like, just, like, so funny. like, like he, Tex is so serious. He's just like, oh, who are you? He's like, I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's business. He's like, no, your name was dumber than that. And he's like, something like Rex or something. And it's so fucking good, man. He's just like... I also... <laughs> His comedic time is hilarious. I don't. I don't think that scene would have worked without without the ranch scene coming before it because the ranch scene just yeah. establishes him as this guy that's just like he knows something's fishy and he just doesn't care. He's just like mm-hmm. I'm gonna get in here. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Uh, yeah. Try to stop me. I don't really care. Uh, yeah. Knife my tire. You're gonna. You're gonna. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna put another time. Dumb move. That, yeah. that kind of that kind of confidence is the only reason you're able to laugh through the final scene because you know that he's yeah. cocky and and yeah. he has, and he has he, the moves to back it up. Yeah, he's a badass. He yeah, he beats up Bruce Lee and then he beats up that hippie because he stabbed his tire. He's like, you shouldn't have done that. And he's a good guy, man. Like the girl's like, I want to suck your dick. He's like, no, you're underage. And then like he goes to see his old friend George. And he realized, he's like, do you know these hippies are taking advantage of you? And he's just like, I don't care. I'm blind and old. And this girl has sex with me. And he leaves and he just blows off uh, that girl. He's just like, yeah, like, you guys are just taking advantage of this guy. It's not right. So he just leaves. He's like, fuck you. I think he just hates hippies. 
Oh yeah, he's the anti. Yeah, he's the anti hippie. You know, he's yeah. there's nothing hippie about him. Yeah, I don't know. It, like after watching this movie, like I'm a, hippies are scary, man. Like even when you first see them, they're just singing, like walking down the street. I'm just like, uh, this is unsettling. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're sort of they're singing like all is one or something. All is one, all is one, all is one. It's amazing. <laughs> what? How many hippies do you have in Canada, there, Christian? Oh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't go much near uh, bridges, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm sure, I'm sure, fucking uh, Ethan has seen more in L.A. Like, there's tens of them oh, everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, and 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 and, and in San Francisco too. Obviously, there's plenty. Of oh yeah. Here. Oh, for sure. This is this is this is the birth of summer of love and all that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I. It's it's funny that he. It's funny that Tarantino goes so hard on hippies because I think I. I don't think anyone anyone has gone this quite this hard on hippies just in general. I mean, I. I mean, I think Tarantino almost maybe unfairly paints yeah. hippies as the manson murders but <laughs> well yeah like, well most of the, I yeah i was doing but i mean you know what can yeah, you i was doing research on like the manson family like they basically were hippies and just like lsd oh, were, yeah. drug users I, I was like yeah uh, um yeah i was doing some research uh just on the manson family and stuff they did supposedly they they would do robbery missions and they would call them uh they would call it creepy crawling so basically they would break into people's houses while they were sleeping and they'd steal stuff and they would rearrange the furniture so like people would wake up and like they'd be like someone has been here <laughs> like, like if that happened to me i would move the next day i'd be like what the fuck like they just they were just like terrorizing fucking Los Angeles, california like, it was fucking insane it's insane it's crazy yeah. i know I would say uh, Cliff Cliff Booth was definitely the type of guy that probably voted for Richard Nixon three times, sixty <laughs> when when JFK beat him, when JFK I'm beat him, yeah, and then when he was president, got his two uh, whatever. But yeah, Cliff Cliff Booth was probably like in like fuck hippies, law and order type of guy. Even though he, uh, you know, that's just something I caught from his character. He I've also. Was- I, I also, I, I don't remember if this was someone's interpretation or Tarantino saying himself, but just this idea that Tarantino really believes that like if his characters existed, like the Manson murders wouldn't have happened. And it's like, whether, whether or not, like whether or not you agree with that statement or not, it's, mm-hmm. it's Tarantino's confidence in his characters that makes this movie work fundamentally. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. it's his belief that his characters would would say them that 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 give they give him the balls to put the story forward and then thus like cliff the balls to beat up the 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 manson family essentially yeah absolutely i don't like even when i saw it in the theater like i saw that bruce lee scene he like he he hold his he held his own and then like when the hippies came in the in the house i'm like is he actually gonna die and then like that everything goes down i'm just like as soon as you like he whistled the uh, brandy over to tax. I'm just like, he'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. I was like, yeah. please don't die, Brandy, you know, because I hate it Aww. when dogs die. I oh, I, yeah. When tech started hitting her over the head, I was like, no, don't fucking touch that dog. <laughs> well, there's two there's two Chekhov's guns in this, right? There's the there's the, the there's the flamethrower mm-hmm. and the dog that both show up in the first act that yeah. that you're like, OK, like. I mean, this this dog is like scary as hell, but very well trained. And mm. then they both come around, and it's just yeah, it's, epic. it's an epic, oh, I know it's awesome. epic moment. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cl- Cliff is too sweet to that dog. Like he le- uh, he leaves the TV on for her when he leaves the house. He comes home, gives her fucking two cans of that gross food, oh, and then God, puts kibbles yeah. on oh. puts kibbles on top of it. Makes his Paige, own mac and cheese. How my girlfriend Paige caught this time around that one of them is 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 raccoon flavored and one of them is rat flavored. I don't know. If yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. They have like weird flavors. I, I had not caught that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. And, uh, the the motto is like uh, like the dog food for mean dogs or something. So that will come to play later. Like you don't yeah. see Brandy like do anything bad as soon as he whistles and fucks everyone up. I'm like, okay, like pipples are scary. <laughs> yeah, Todd. Yeah, I mean, uh, same thing. It's like this is just one of those movies with I guess you would have just to watch it countless times just to pick up all the references, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, all all the Easter eggs, all the. Because but but you get so engrossed in the story and and the characters that you don't just oh let let me watch for stuff you just get caught up in the story and you might miss a thing or two but that's okay because it's just a very easily rewatchable film I don't want to watch like Hunger you know Steve McQueen's <laughs> Hunger you know I don't want to watch that shit you know there's yeah. so many films that I don't want to yeah. rewatch yeah. Manchester by the Sea you think I want to re- rewatch that No Rec Room right. for a Dream there twice you go. in a row. There you go. There <laughs> yeah, you go. some movies you could only watch once. No, but yeah, especially this. Like, even when Cliff's driving down the street, like the t- attention to detail, like everything you see when he's he's there's lots of driving in this movie, which I love. And he's just like you, everything you see, like the like all the stuff he passes, all the movie posters of old movies, like like everything catches your eye. Yeah, I mean, major major props to like the well props department i guess props to props i mean like 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 just the sets and um like the details they put into just like i mean i i i almost like like i read the news that that when the, this was filming um that he like recreated a section of of um i think it's sunset or hollywood boulevard like exactly how it was like at the time and i almost just like literally drove down to la i'm like i I have to see this shit i i I didn't but i i I sort of wish i had i mean it's it's such it's it's so epic because like after they they stopped filming you could just walk down the street and it just was straight up like with all the cars parked all the signs everything just straight up out of 1969 I like mm-hmm. almost get teary eyed at the at that out of time thing with all the neon lights popping up. It's like, yeah, it's it's beautifully done. Um, cool trick award. Do you guys know about the cool trick award? No, it's a new, newer thing since. We oh, both, explain both of you guys on. So this this is based off something that 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 my girlfriend Paige would always say to me after she was watching a movie. She'd like if some guy does some insane stunt or whatever whatever it is either it'd be like a card trick or an insane touch potential just be like that was a cool trick i'm like yeah so uh-huh. cool trick can just be any anything that's a character does that that you'd consider a cool trick so but th- this this movie it's particularly hard um mm. i mean yeah. i'd probably say getting that dog so well trained to where he yeah can, like, well yeah that's probably the main, family. yeah the main cool trick but or there's even, so uh, many other small well, ones Rick being uh-huh. able to use the that flamethrower. I mean, he was in a yeah. did that film, but we yeah. all can't just pick up a flamethrower and kill a hippie with it. So that's being true. able to op, being able to operate it is a, operate yeah. the flamethrower. Cool. There's trick. um Brad, there's Brad, one. 
Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. Uh, one little thing. When Brad Pitt's, uh, he has to go back to the house to uh, fix the antenna. And when he jumps up on the roof, there's I like, was about to say that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I was just literally yeah. about to say that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I kind of noticed it more this time around. I was like, he's a stuntman. Like, he's so agile. But when he moves, it goes like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get out of my head, Ethan. Get out of my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah either that or just uh, or just throwing Bruce Lee into that fucking car. I don't think it would make that much of a dent. But like those older cars cool. were built better than cars cool. these days. <laughs> cool, cool trick. Getting away with killing your wife. Yes, that's cool the trick. best trick of all. It's a, it's a trick. Whether or not it's cool is is, is in the eyes. Yeah, let, let, let me rephrase that. A trick. A certain trick that may or may not be cool. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Getting away with a crime that you may or may not have committed. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, back then they didn't have DNA. You could kill whoever you want, realistically. Basically, yeah. A lot, yeah. Of, a lot of people got away with murder. Um, yeah. I mean, are we going with which one are we are we leaning towards here as like our, our favorite trick of the movie maybe the, the the trick in the dog right i mean training the dog oh yeah for right. sure maybe, yeah yeah, that, that would that's, have, yeah that, that's probably so much discipline like it's basically like raising the child you gotta be on that <laughs> also like another thing i noticed this time um was when when he was leaving like it wasn't the pound but wherever like he left his dog Holly was in Italy. Like the secretary at the front desk was like, "Oh, bye, Brandy." Like, yeah. like loved Brandy to pieces. Which, which, which also they, they had her for so six months. Better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Six months. Yeah, that was like some, v- some VIP fucking dog kenneling for sure. It's like, bye, Brandy. Totally. Yeah, which, which like also made it so much better that they had this dog that that's capable of murdering two people for six months. It's just the sweetest thing. Mm-hmm. When she doesn't have, when, when like she doesn't have to kill anyone, you know, it's like only when she knows something's up. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just such a great dog character. Yeah. Oh yeah, another trick: uh, killing three intruders when you're tripping on acid. That's a pretty cool trick too. That is pretty say. impressive. <laughs> yeah. I also, I mean, I, 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 I think it goes without saying, but just the concept of, I mean, the concept of like Cliff Booth, kind of quote unquote, you know, carrying the load the whole time, and then obviously. <laughs> It, that and and then the ending playing out exactly how their relation has yeah. how, how their relationship has for all these years where where you know Cliff Booth does the bulk of the work and yeah. then he and, has to take the hits Rick Dalton he takes the hits and then Rick yeah. Dalton has the final big finale and yeah. then gets the credit for it and then yeah. he's the one that gets to go see Sharon Tate and everything it's just playing yeah. out exactly how their, how their career did is just it's yeah. the stunt that yeah the, the stunt man does the dirty work and he gets no glory absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so I, I've got a question for you guys Tom Cruise is almost cast in this and Tarantino <laughs> has said has said like had he cast Tom Cruise like he would have had to cast someone someone else with him so like uh-huh. you'll have to make it so the stunt the stunt guy and the lead sort of look look similar enough who who, who could have played this with Tom Tom Cruise Val Kilmer <laughs> <laughs> that would have been interesting top, actually top Holy gun crew top top yeah. gun <laughs> that would have yeah. been interesting that doesn't really even make sense because like it I doesn't even, but it's like, yeah. No, no, no. Even like, even like, like he said, casting someone that looks like them, like Brad Pitt doesn't look like DiCaprio. And back in the day, like stunt people didn't look like really, they no, didn't date, but, 
they didn't really look like people. Like like now it's like almost a twin. But like back then yeah. it was it was just some random dude who's probably a couple inches taller than him, like doing the stunt. I'm trying but, to but like but like Tom who's Cruise sh- and Leo wouldn't have worked. Like no, no. that's short. Work, so I don't know. Be- who's like five <laughs> seven? Who's five seven? I don't know. Mark Wahlberg. Oh God, I would have not watched that. <laughs> 20, oh, 2019 Mark Wahlberg, kill me now. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I don't even uh, know. A little I, a little I, alien. Uh, Tom Cruise is a little he, alien. Is Tom Cruise even alive? Yeah. It's like no, an I alien, right? Yeah. I, Tom Cruise in this would have been interesting. I would oh, yeah, been there his like Scientology second. alien yeah. people as like his stunt double. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody that you gotta be Scientologist. Uh Jason Lee, you know, he 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 left Scientology. Um Danny Masterson, about, he's going about, to jail. Um, how about Kirstie Alley? We could do Tom Cruise and Kirstie Alley. <laughs> Kirstie Alley as a stunt double. Oh yeah, my they, god! Yeah, I don't even, yeah. I don't even I'm, I'm down. I'm or down. just, or just do Tom Cruise and Travolta. I mean, that's pretty ironic. But, but, <laughs> but, um, no, I, I, I heard, I heard Tarantino say like, he sort of, I mean, I, mean, I mean, the chemistry of the two characters matters so much, yeah. and so. When Tom Cruise to, and Miles Teller. Miles, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. But, I'm just I mean, trying to think. I mean, Tom Tom Cruise hasn't had chemistry with that. anyone since uh, yeah. Val Kilmer and Top Gun. So we. Can't I don't know. I, if Tom Cruise was casting this, I would have been there. Like I would love. No, would it would have be been. It would and be it would have been. And it would have been a great kind of Tom Cruise comeback to like you know like just not doing like you know ten Mission Impossible's like let's just get yeah. him back into good roles because he's a good fucking actor. But Tom yeah, Cruise I, I and Jeremy that. Renner. There you go. Two short guys. That, Jeremy Renner. They're both short. That's they're true. Short. They're, yeah. they're they're no, short. I mean. I, I, I mean I mean, I think I, I heard Tarantino say at one point that he came up with a list of like, you know, five possible pairings of actors. Like he was really mm-hmm. thinking about this in terms of pairings. Like you got to you got to come up with like people that work together. Um, yeah. I mean, ultimately, he came up with, I mean, just an iconic pairing and dynamite. Uh, yeah. 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 I wouldn't change anything about it. Yeah. No. Tom Cruise would be interesting, but just like like Leo and Brad Pitt is just perfect. Like I, I can't. It's even, just like, it's the dream. It's, it's the yeah. ultimate cast. I mean. Is the two studs? Yeah, two studs. Absolutely. Any other any other thoughts on the movie? Um, I'm just I'm just. Uh, do you guys have any any negatives, or is just like a perfect movie for you guys? Um, no, I I, I yeah. don't personally. I don't. I I I w- can't wait to. He's talked about doing it either as a mini series or just like a longer cut. I just I want more of it. I want more of this world, really. Yeah, for sure. I think like if I had to be nitpicky, I would say like, yeah, the movie it is long, but like there are like he does overindulge with some of like like even like you could probably cut out one scene of Sharon Tate going to get like a book. Like even if she just went to see that movie, that would be cool. I love that scene, but just like there's an extra scene of her picking up a book for Roman, and then I don't really see the point in that scene. But, or even the one thing that bothered me, like Damien Lewis, the guy who plays Steve McQueen, he looks enough like Steve McQueen, but he gave him this like weird, like shaggy, disgusting hair. Like I, I like if he just had like a normal, yeah, just had a normal, like if he had like a normal, like Steve McQueen haircut, he probably would have looked better. And then he's just like, he kind of, like he kind of takes your like hand and gives you like, like a baby step. He's just like, they were together and then she met him and now they're friends and i'm just like we could have just like probably googled this but like 
I understand. Like you can, yeah. you cool. make your dream situation of this if this happened or not. There's like, just the nitpicky things, but other than that, like this movie is fucking amazing. I feel I mean, that. Here's yeah. here's my thing. Uh, in the past five years, I think I've given five stars to two films. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Once wow. Upon a Time in Hollywood and Hell or mm-hmm. Hell or High Water. Hell and oh, Hell. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a great that's, movie. So the only two films I've ever that in the last five years. So that's yeah. Hell or High Water and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What 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 is it about both of these movies that deserves that high honor then? Uh, probably the uh, the masculinity of the leads and just the the awesomeness of everything about them. I mean, mm-hmm. ah, okay. So yeah. when I was watching Hell or High Water, and at the end, it's like if there's a fucking Chris Stapleton song playing at the end, this is getting five stars. I mean, just <laughs> and sure enough, here comes Chris Stapleton on, on, on the damn credits. I was like, well, shit, I'm gonna have to give this five stars. And then yeah. when I reviewed it on Letterboxd, they're like, holy shit, Todd Gaines gave a movie five stars. Oh my God. And then, no, that, I, yeah, that, yeah, that movie is like Southern fried Texas. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I caught, I caught it like yeah. Southern fried Texas, nor something like that. And oh, then yeah. once upon a time in Hollywood, I think the reason why it got five stars is because of the ending. Like, okay. The dog did not die. Check. Uh, yeah. Brad, Brad Pitt Amazing. lived. Checked. Uh, Margaret Roby uh, was gorgeous and Sharon Tate lived. Check. So it, it fit all <laughs> the check marks and it's like, yeah. so I was like, man, I have no choice to give this five stars. And you know, there's been stuff that's four and a half all, all the time. And then stuff comes close, yeah. you know, yeah, a lot of films have come close, but yeah. So I, yeah, I, I oh, sorry. Uh, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had one experience with Hell or High Water. I remember seeing it in the theater, and it was probably one of the most worst theater experiences ever. Like I was, I was sitting, and these people, like one row down, a couple seats over, they just were talking the whole movie. This, and then this one girl was on her phone. She got up, left the theater, mm. came back, got up, left the theater again, came back. I was just distracted the whole movie. It's like. It's like, why was she in the theater? This is not. They were probably just trying to find something to do. And then I get up and I'm just like, this movie was awesome. This girl gets up with her friend and she's like, that movie fucking sucked. I just wanted to freak out and be like, you didn't even watch the fucking movie. Get the hell out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I was so, oh, it was one of the worst experiences I've ever ever had the theater. This girl. Yeah. Just hell or high water is not for a short attention span. (laughs) Anyway, it's, we should we should probably wrap it up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. We're just going on theater tangents. Yeah, like, yeah. You can cut yeah, out the last fifteen. Old oh, man yelling at cloud. I I can't see movies anymore. No, I, I, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go right at twelve o'clock or before. I love it. It's been uh, it's it's been great having you on. So so I usually I usually have my guests wrap up by saying a quote uh, from a movie mm-hmm. they love in character. Uh, which good. which which one of you wants to go first for this one? Uh, I'll probably go. Who is it? Fuck you, Rick Dalton, or whatever. No, what what does he say? Hold on, I fucked up. Rick that. fucking Dalton. Yeah, I'm Rick. Rick fucking Dalton. Or <laughs> I ain't. Hold hold. Here we go. Here we go. I ain't going to jail for no poon tang. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Lovely. Okay. Uh, mine isn't from a movie, but I'll quote uh, Brad Pitt's uh, SAG Award speech. I'd like to thank my co-stars, Leo, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie's feet, Margaret Qualley's feet. Dakota Fanning's feet. Seriously, Quentin has separated more women from their shoes than the TSA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank, thank you guys so much for coming on. This has been really fun. Oh, absolutely, brother. Yeah, man. It was good.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Cineflag, and I will see you next week.